Today, you're going to hear from someone who just started her course journey about two months ago. Oftentimes on this show, we're hearing online course success stories from people who have been in business for years. And today, I thought it would be fun to mix it up a little bit and hear from a brand new course creator. In fact, Kate is so new that she hasn't even created her course yet, but in such a short amount of time, she's gotten nearly $1,000 in sales without a course yet and has grown her new brand to over 27,000 followers on Instagram. How'd she do it and what's next for her? Stay tuned. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. What's going on? I'm Jacques Hopkins, your host here at The Online Course Show, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you're new here, thanks for checking us out, and I hope you'll stick around. I started my own online course teaching piano about 11 years ago. That course has done over $4 million in sales. And now I spend most of my working hours talking about the business side of things through this very podcast and inside of my coaching program. And today I'm thrilled to bring you a conversation with someone inside my coaching program. Kate McKenzie got started a little over two months ago, and I wanted to highlight her story because she has definitely found some early success, but she has plenty more steps to go. And I thought it would be fun to hear where she is today and hopefully bring her back on in the future to hear more of how her story goes. Kate has been a photographer for quite some time, and when she made a decision to start an online course business, she decided to niche down to teaching parents how to photograph their babies. She's been cranking out content on Instagram, building her audience, and has even sold 20 seats to a pilot course that she's currently teaching live and is now working on the official first version of her course, which I just know will be successful. So if you want to learn how to grow a following on social media very fast, pre-sell your course, and just hear an awesome story of how someone is getting started, stay tuned. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Online Course Show. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So let's start with just how long have courses for you been on your radar? Um. Well, I took a course in 2018, but as far as making one for myself, it's been maybe about a year, maybe a little bit less. I actually came up with this idea, but I thought, I think it might be kind of an antiquated idea, but I thought that I was going to make like an ebook or something, some kind of download that I was going to sell. But um, I quickly learned that that's like a thing in the past. All, or at you least, know, ebooks were all the rage in like yeah. 2010. They yeah. were a big yeah. deal. Yeah. You know, but I'm I'm joking. Uh, I'm halfway joking, right? So they they were the rage back then because it, it it was a way to convey value. But courses were so much more difficult back then, and I think that most people will learn better from something like a course. Uh, but as long as you are providing value, uh, ebooks can work here and there, and it depends on on your niche. But you know, I, I teach piano; it's hard to do that with just a book. You teach baby photography; probably also hard to do that with just a yeah. book. You know, you really I mean, need the visuals and whatnot. We have a lot of technology since ebook that can help people learn. So I'm glad that so you, I kind of snapped out of that. So you took a course in 2018. Was that maybe did that like drop a, a seed somewhere that like, hey, you could do something like this? Why, why was it ebook that first came into your mind? It's very strange. I have no idea what I was thinking. Honestly, when I took that course in 2018, I didn't even realize that. I mean, I didn't realize it was a course. It was sold to me as coaching. And then it was hosted on something like Kajabi. I Maybe it even was Kajabi, but I had never seen a course. So when I saw the the layout of it, I didn't even realize that this was a thing. Like I was like, oh, she built this awesome, you know, 
way of learning, but I didn't know that it was an online course platform. It was just, this is like how she's delivering the material, but I didn't put it all together because it was a lot of that was the coaching that we did once a week. And, um, we would watch the modules and I didn't even know what, that it was a call to module back then though. It was just sort of like, they're delivering this thing and I'm going to read it and look at her videos. And then we're going to meet on zoom once a week. And I got a lot out of that course. Um, but it's funny. I didn't put all the pieces together, but in the end, okay, go ahead. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was something to do with a photography business. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, so I've been a photographer for a really long time, but when I sort of had a period of time, a crazy time in my life where I was just sort of coasting and surviving, um, my son was sick and it was sort of like everything was kind of like brought down to like the basics and he got better. And so I had this moment of like, I need to get everything together I need to live my best life. I need to build this business so that, you know, I have something to show for my family and all that. So I decided to take this course. She had a Facebook um, ad that came across me. And normally I'm just like, ugh, who's trying to sell me something online? But it was like at the right moment in time. And it was just, it was honestly, it was for beginners. And I'd already been a photographer for a long time, but I was like, there must be new stuff. And I just need to jumpstart. So I'm going to call her or I'm going to, you know, message her. And it was not a cheap course. So it was the kind where you do a sales call. So she called me and we went over this. She had this whole method. She's like, draw three circles. And it was like one of those Venn diagram things. And she's like, okay, put in this. And, you know, she just had this whole way of selling and it worked. I didn't buy it in the way that I think she traditionally sells it. It took me a few days. Um, and then I just bought it and I was like, all right, let's do this. And I got a lot out of it. I learned a lot and I think it's helping me now while I'm building a course just to sort of remember some of the techniques that she had. And yeah. Very interesting about your experience with a course. So let's, let's go uh, back up to where, where the idea for the course did start to creep in, whether it started with the ebook, however that happened, let's let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, um, honestly, it was this coach that I had that I, I paid for the course, and I went through the course, and then she had this thing where she was like, she handpicked a few of us to do a mastermind group, and so in each of her, she sort of did it by um, cohorts. And so over the two years, it was like two years later, was it? Yeah. Like two years later, she's like, okay, I'm going to start this cohort with, you know, people who are making above this specific amount. So I was like, all right. So I joined that and we would just have these open discussions about, you know, what we were up to and what we were, you know, our goals. And it just came up. And I, I think I actually just made it up while we were talking. I was like, I would like to teach a course, but honestly, I don't want to teach the business side of photography. Um, I'd rather teach the technique. And I was like, what if I just went straight to the parents and taught them how to do the photos themselves? Because then I wouldn't have to teach the business side. And it's sort of like a beginner sort of thing. And I have a lot of experience. And she was like, that is an excellent idea. So she's been sort of fostering that in me over the last year, year and a half or Honestly, I can't remember like the moment that I remembered, but yeah. So I talked to a friend who's in advertising and I was like, what if I just paid somebody to market like an ebook? And she was like, that could work. I had no intention of like scaling back the business that I'm already doing with photography at the time. I just thought it could be like a little additional thing that I do. Um, but I quickly realized that I need to put way more effort into this if I really want to make it work. And so I think that's about where I got to the point. I, I also had this strange kind of, I have this doll that I was given when I was four years old, baby Matthew. And he was in my closet, all torn up. The dog tore him up. And I was like, I'm going to need a model for this uh, course. So 
I went through this sort of process. It took like a week and it was a whole week of really thinking about doing the course and fixing the doll. So I took the doll out of the closet and I had to build his body with, I had to get the fabric. I had to sew it all back up. And this whole time I was kind of like, it was like this whole process of thinking about like, I'm going to do this. And uh, then I put the doll in the living room and it's a little creepy, I know, but <laughs> I put the doll in the living room. And so I would walk by it every day and be like, yes, I'm going to work on that course. That doll is like the symbolic sort of, yeah, <laughs> that's embarrassing. But yes, the doll kind of helped me like move into the space in my mind of like, I'm going to, you know, keep going with this. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got their things yeah. that work for them. Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, so what happened next? You, you, you make the decision and you make the course, and now you're you've made millions, and the rest is history, right? Super <laughs> easy. Yeah, no, um, you know this story well. I have not built the course yet, but I'm following the uh, formula, and I'm learning so much along the way, and just. I'm so happy that I haven't built the course because um, <laughs> if I had, I would have built it uh, in a way that I'd have to go back and fix it at this point. Well, look, I mean, most, uh, most people's natural reaction when they want to create an online course is to create an online course. Makes a lot of sense. That's the way that I did it. That's the way a lot of people do it. So surely you had that initial thought, right? Um, no, I, I mean, I knew that I was going to have to build the course, but I've been in, you know, I've owned my business for a long time. And I know that more than half of running this business is selling it. So, um, I knew that I didn't know how to sell it and that, if I built it, I, I would be pretty frustrated if it didn't sell. And I also knew that I didn't know exactly what people wanted to learn. So, um, yeah, no, that's why I started binge listening to uh, podcasts, your podcast and some other podcasts. And I realized that there was so much behind what, you know, a course. It's not just the course. It's definitely not just the course. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good for you. Were, were there, whether it was my podcast or other podcasts, were there any particular stories of, of other, other people's success stories that, that really resonated with you? Oh yeah. Um, Spencer Russell, of course. Um, and he is sort of in a similar situation where he is going straight to, uh, the parents and teaching them to do something that, uh, traditionally somebody else does. So, um, yeah, so normally people would hire a professional photographer to get the photos that I'm trying to teach them to make. Um, so listening to him, uh, he's very motivating and he actually was, I listened to a podcast that he was on that wasn't yours, um, more recently before I started your course. Um, and he sort of like went off on this rant about how it's really irritating to him that people don't just do it just you know get off your butt and start making this this podcast or i mean this course don't put it off anymore because you're going to regret waiting so i was like all right i uh this is a guy that i've been like following and listening to him on your podcast and i was like all right he's right like i need to do this um, but there was some timing. I needed to wait a little bit. I reached out to you, I think, in the summertime. And I was kind of on the fence about whether or not I should start it because I have a business of photographing kids at schools. And in the fall, I work just nonstop. It's really hard to, to sort of parcel out my time to add anything more. So I decided to wait. And I'm glad I did because now I can really focus on it. Well, you just mentioned that uh, one of your income streams was or is uh, photographing kids at school, which is a little different than what your course topic is, a, is about. I know photography can be a very, very broad niche. And you've been able to hone in on a very specific niche 
of of um, helping parents photograph their their newborns and really any any baby less than one year old. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be designed like mostly that. to be about to a year. Although um, I think you could get a lot out of it even for older babies. So, so how let's let's talk about how you arrived at that specific niche because a lot of people um, don't necessarily struggle with coming up with their broad niche, like oh, you know, a guitar or cooking. But a lot of times, that initial broad niche is too broad, and we've got to get more specific, like you did with starting with photography and then getting much more specific within that niche. How did you how did you end up at this very specific niche? Um, it's where. It's where I'm happiest. You know, I have photographed weddings. I do these schools. I do families. I've done some products and landscapes, all of it. But this is where I feel the most comfortable. Um, I've always been into babies. And I was a nanny in college. That's I lived with a family and took care of their five kids. I'm really good with kids. It's fun. I'm goofy. It's um, obviously with newborns, it's like a whole different sort of niche because they're kind of like, they don't have expression. It's sort of like a still life, but I just love the challenge of like settling them and getting them into position. And, um, honestly, in the end, the parents aren't super into the artsy part of it. They just want a beautiful photo of their baby's face and it's harder than it looks. So I, I'm having fun kind of, um, narrowing down exactly how you do that. Um, it's just what I've always been passionate about. School photography um, is a business, it's a business that I kind of, um, it's sort of like a franchise. And that taught me a lot about business. I had to get all the contracts for the schools and keep the administration happy with the way we were performing and everything. So I learned a lot about business doing that, but it's definitely not my passion. It's a lot of cookie cutter, you know, it's a portrait and we do them outside. And so there's a lot of light study you have to do, but, um, yeah, the school photography is not my um, favorite. So the the course, uh, the program that you went through, uh, starting back in 2018, for your photography business, how how uh, your success in that, how much did that impact your decision to want to be in some sort of coaching program to help you with this course stuff? Um. Yeah. So obviously, it really made a huge impact. That so that business that course that I took. Um, I doubled my business while I was, you know, in the months that I was taking her course and then with the mastermind afterwards. And none of it was like rocket science or anything, but it was a lot about accountability and um, just following the steps. I'm not really an organized person. So having a course is uh, to, to sort of follow along with other people is, to me, it's priceless. Um, a lot of the, the content that I, that she gave me was, I mean, I had been a photographer for longer than the coach. So I kind of knew in certain sense, kind of a little bit more than she did, but she was, I chose her specifically because she's very um, linear and organized. And um, I, you know, I'm like a California girl. I'm artsy and I went to art school and I'm just like on a whim. I'm, succeeding in the business that I'm in, but, um, I need people to kind of help me focus in on what, uh, is important to build the business. <laughs> so it really did factor in. It really helped, uh, you know, it was a no brainer. Like I need this. Well, you, you're speaking very highly about that uh, previous program. So if you don't mind, do you mind sharing it? I know we have other photographers listening. Well, you know what? She actually isn't coaching anymore. She isn't coaching oh. photographers anymore. She does life coaching, which is like was a big component. And what she realized when she was going through, especially with the mastermind part, was that she was loving the mindset part of coaching. And um, she decided that that's what she wanted to do. And now she's. I'm not sure exactly I could look her up, but um, she, yeah, she's a very uh 
a woman of faith and she uses her faith to drive her a lot. And I think that her um, coaching that she does now is sort of like faith-based. Her name is Amy Froughton, F-R-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. Yeah, I think I think you've told me about her before. And so yeah. I know recently um, in one of our like uh, group coaching calls, you mentioned to somebody you had a life coach you could recommend. I guess that's your former yeah. photography coach, now turned yes. life coach. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you keep moving forward. You join my program. Um, you know, I certainly don't want this to turn into just like a commercial for my program. That's not what this is about. Um, but you, you, you've already mentioned, like we let the cat out of the bag already that you haven't made your course yet, Yeah. but that you have had some pretty good successes. And I want to talk about some of those things. So what are some of the steps that you have taken so far that are not building the course that you feel pretty good about? Um, well, I've, I started the course and one of the first, um, modules we talk about building an audience because um, obviously you can't sell if you don't have an audience. And so um, you talked about Instagram being maybe the, the fastest way to do that. And I'm already on Instagram for my other business, but um, I, so I had no idea what the potential of Instagram could be because photographers have pretty pictures and we put them up and um, we hope that people want to just look at our pretty pictures. But with the course, I'm actually offering something to people. So I started this course, I mean, started the Instagram page. And I it was pretty amazing how people were receptive to learning um, how to take baby photos. So it started out slow. It was like maybe in October, I in the beginning of October, I started just like posting stuff about, you know, how to take baby photos. And it was like me talking and like feeling really nervous. And I hosted a workshop. So I started doing little clips of that. Um, and <laughs> it just took off. I, it's like, I have a, I have a VA that I was using for my, um, school photography. And she had mentioned when I hired her that she does video editing. And so um, I thought, well, maybe I can keep her on and she can make some videos for me for Instagram. And so I would send her some clips and she started doing, she builds them in um, Premiere, Adobe Premiere, which I don't know mm -hmm. how to use. So about half of the videos that started going up were her. Um, and then half were me just like doing silly things. And it was Thanksgiving. Um, I posted a video that she made and it was super boring. I had no idea that it was going to, what was going to happen. But I posted a video of me walking across a room, setting up like a pack and play, and then making it into a little studio. So I have a, a technique where I can make a pack and play be like a, a studio for taking pictures. And, um, it just like blew up. And, um, I was so excited because I jumped from like 300 followers to like 3000 followers the next day. And I had no idea how Instagram works. Like once something goes viral, it's like, it's viral. It like keeps going. And it just kept going for about two or three weeks to the point where I got to 20,000 followers. And like, I don't know anything. I, I didn't know, like, should, like I, should I keep posting more videos or do I just leave this one? Or So I didn't really post more. It was just like that one was taking off. So I was happy about it. I do little stories and stuff, but honestly, I really didn't know a lot about what was going on. Um, I do have to say that the day before Thanksgiving, I had boosted a reel, not the one that went viral, but a different one. I put like $10 towards it. And so I kind of knew like maybe that would kind of help a little bit. And then when I saw the other one going viral, I reached out to all my family and friends and said, hey, will you comment on this? I hear that comments help um, reels get more attention. 
And so they did that. And I don't know for sure if that's what helped. I don't know. I don't know if it was me boosting it. I don't know if it was um, the comments or it was, if it was the content, but that's the one that blew up and kept going. And uh, I tried it again a couple days ago where I boosted a post and it wasn't the one that I really felt like was doing that. It was doing okay. But then it was the one that uh, I didn't boost that went viral again. So I got another like 8,000 followers in the last couple days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so you're sitting, I mean, you're sitting at 27,000 followers here on Instagram. I've got your page up right now. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, it looks like you start, your very first post was back in June of last year, 2023. So much less than a year old. Uh, but, but it, you weren't really going all in into this new business until late uh, 2023. So we're like, I would say less than three months really in on your, on your journey here. Yeah. And you've already gotten up to 27,000 followers. I'm looking at the one you're the, the one that first went viral right now, and it's probably your 30th video that you had posted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you, do you think that, I mean, I, I argue that it takes reps to get better and better at this, right? Um, do you think that it took, it kind of took those 30 to, to get a really good one? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think any of them have been <laughs> that great. I, uh, I mean, I don't think that that one is any more great then don't throw a bone to the podcast host here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to say there's another video that went viral around the, that same time. And mm -hmm. it's very different than the one that I feel like I pinned it to the top. The one that I think like that I, that I'm proud of going viral is at the top it's pinned. There's another one with actually even more views down below where I, I stirred up a lot of controversy. Um, I offended professional photographers, even though I am one. And so I know that those kind of work too, because I think it just caused a lot. Of, there were a lot of comments and a lot of people like upset. So, so there's one route there, but I don't really feel great about that. I don't um, want to do that. I don't think it, I don't think that necessarily gets you a real quality leads. Although I don't know, maybe it does. <laughs> well, I, I've certainly offended my fair share of, of piano teachers. Um, I don't do it on purpose, but sometimes when we're, when we have a new opportunity we're coming at things from a new angle, that's different than the way things are typically done. Um, it, it can do that. Um, cause people are borderline offended by what they're seeing from, from yeah. you, um, well, going out there and doing something so different. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's tough for a professional photographer to deal with all the technology that's coming at us. When I started my career as a photographer, I was, um, shooting in black and white film and I was processing my own film in a dark room. And then I would like make a contact sheet. Do you know what that is? It's like all your negatives on um, a sheet. And then you have to take a tiny little loop and look at the photos and decide which ones you want to blow up. <laughs> so this was like, that's how I started. And now where I'm at the stage where like AI is making photos, you know? So all along, if we don't accept the new technology coming at us, then um, there... I don't know. It's a losing battle is what I'm saying. And so what I'm doing now, which teaching the parents how to use their iPhone to take beautiful photos, it's tough for photographers to realize that these phones are almost as powerful as the cameras that um, they're using in their professional business. And of course, there's a lot to be said about experience and working and posing and stuff like that. But um, I can see how it's a little bit offensive that I'm um, going straight to the source and teaching them how to do something that we've worked really hard to, to learn. But what are you going to do? 
Right. I mean, you are clearly helping people, um, which is the main reason that the Instagram, for example, has been so successful is because it, you're, yeah, some people are getting offended, but a lot of, I mean, I've seen so many comments under your videos. People are like, wow, that's amazing. Like, where can I buy that? Where can I do this? Like, I'm going to do this tomorrow, things like that. So you're clearly helping people. So that's hopefully encouragement to just keep pressing forward. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm definitely going to do that. When I suggested that you, maybe you weren't capable, like those first 30 videos really helped you to do that one that really blew up, I, <laughs> your response was really funny to me because it's clear like you, you've got 27,000 followers and you still haven't really figured out Instagram, right? But maybe, maybe, maybe this will be accurate or maybe you'll throw this one on my face too. But like you, you, you're, you're finding some level of success and you don't know which ones are going to be great, which ones aren't all the more reason to keep putting content out there to see what really sticks for people. Definitely. Um, yeah, I started a new thing with Instagram cause I, you know, I'm having fun trying different things. So I'm doing these tutorials and, uh, I am ha I am using this thing called ManyChat. Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, ManyChat. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, the, the automated uh, kind of bot DMing and and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, service. So I tell them to put a comment below, like a specific comment. Like I did one a Valentine's Day uh, set to photograph your baby in this Valentine heart that you make from a pool noodle, and. <laughs> I'll let you register that for a second. Um, and <laughs> uh, so I show how to make it. I had my daughter do it. And then I had my VA make this whole tutorial. Poor thing. She had to sit through like 30 minutes of us like struggling to make the pool noodle into a heart. And so she she clipped it down. And then at the end, I'd say comment heart in the comments. And many chat DMs her them a uh a link. And so I'm, it's like an opt-in. So I'm having fun getting these opt-ins. And I think in the end, it'll be interesting to see how many of those convert into course buyers, or if those people are just like DIYers and they're learning straight from the video and they're going to do it on their own. But um, that's one of the things I'm doing to get emails. Very cool. So that's, that's mini chat, M-A-N-Y chat, mini yes. chat. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I know I haven't used it to its full potential. I'm just doing the um, the link to it. It's kind of like a lot on the back end because I have to make the list in you know Google Drive, and then I have to make a form in Kajabi, and then I have to um, make an email that comes to them after they fill out the form. But I sort of I'm I'm learning to do it a little bit faster so I can do it for all the uh, tutorials. Good. So you mentioned you're starting to go through my program. Uh, you you pretty much had your niche nailed down at that point, and so you jump right into the audience building piece, and uh, and feel like Instagram is a good way to go. That has seems to have paid off so far. And uh, so so what what happened next for you? Where did you go next? Well, Instagram is happening, and so those videos, a lot of them are made through um, with my VA. And she makes them in Premiere. And I know I've heard that maybe the different platforms don't like it when you download from the platform and put it on another. Although I haven't really, I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm having her also post to YouTube Shorts and TikTok. And I don't know if this, if it's just that that's not my audience or if we're doing something wrong. But we are doing that. But the audience is growing very slow in both of those. Um, so we're doing that. And then I am building the course slowly. I, I have bottles come over like once a week. And I'm filming for that. And I just finished my sales page, rough draft of the sales page. And yeah, now I just need to build the course. and. I have all of these um, people sort of waiting and I talk about the course on Instagram and how I'm going to do it, but uh, the pressure is on and I'm really excited and I'm also terrified. And I know that that's part of I, something I need to get over because sitting in this, how it is right now, where I'm like just sort of 
the anticipation and this big following on Instagram, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I also am trying to use it as a driver to get it done. But part of me also doesn't want to know because what if it doesn't like take off, you know? So I'm trying to work that out. What do you think you're, what do you think you're, I mean, you terrified is a strong word, right? What do you think you're most terrified of? Well, um, I guess maybe I should back up a little bit. I, um, I have this photography business and then nearly half of my income was also coming from the school photography business. And so, um, nearly half of my income has been, I quit the bit. I quit the school photography just last week. Actually, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm fully out. So I'm just, I guess I'm terrified that it's not going to work. And, um, somehow I'm going to have to make up that money somewhere else. And that doesn't sound fun. So, um, yeah, I'm just afraid that people won't buy it. I mean, I don't know how rational that is, but I don't have any experience in this. And it's kind of hard to to get um, the numbers from other people just because we all have a different story. We all have, you know, a different audience. We all are, you know, going at this in different ways. So there's no guarantee that it's going to happen. So I'm just nervous. Yeah. Could, could you could you go back to that um, that work and get that other half of income? Worst case scenario. No. Oh. Why you burned a bridge? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean it's not burnt, but you know, I I, I got all these contracts over the last fifteen years. I've I've worked as a school photographer for fifteen years, and um, it's through another company that's like an hour away from me. And so this was my territory. I got all these schools. I had like 20 employees every fall. And the only place that I could fit myself back in is as a photographer, because I, I gave all the contracts back to the headquarters. And now they're going to take over. I mean, I guess if I really begged like next month, then I could have them back. But um, honestly, it wasn't really working. The numbers weren't working for the n- amount that I was working. Um, I, I was worked to the bone and was just miserable. I hate it. So, um, I can't go back. I think a lot of times, you know, burning a bridge can imply like severing some sort of relationship. But what I was really referring to is what, um, what Spencer Russell talks about a lot. You know, you, you mentioned Spencer already and uh, how motivating he is, but he's very emphatic about burning that bridge, meaning whatever, whatever path you came from, like, don't make it so you tour, you can't go back. So you have to move forward and succeed. Oh yeah. Right? So I was, There's no I was... choice. It has to happen. And I do right. believe that. I do believe that. I guess the part that I'm most terrified about is just the beginning. And if it doesn't work, I will just keep ha- working. The part that it's not, I'm not looking forward to is if it doesn't work, how much harder I'm going to have to work to make it work. Um, but yeah, there's really no choice here. It's, I work on mindset every day and, um, I know that I can make it work. I just hope that it's not really hard. <laughs> the uh, I'm working on a newsletter article right now that's going to come out soon uh, to my email list uh, called like something like the only way to truly uh, validate your course or something like that. And it goes the idea is that you know somebody telling you they're going to buy their course is great. And I've seen a lot of those comments under your videos. Hey, when's the course coming out? Hey, where can I buy your course? I need your course, right? A lot of positive comments under your videos. But the only true way um, for true validation is when there is an exchange of money, whether that's a pre-sale or, um, or your course is ready. So you're, you seem to be doing everything the right way. Um, and I'm very hopeful and and excited for you and, and think that it's going to be successful. But you're right. We won't truly know until those course sales come in. Yeah. But you have... Can we talk about the boot camp? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I feel like we, we missed a step in we there did. because there has been a little bit of exchange of money yes. so far, right? Yes. Yes. There has been an exchange of money. And I wanted to do it for free. Um. And I think I even told a couple people that I was going to do it for free. Um, But then you really, 
you like looked at me in the eye during one of our meetings and you were like, "Uh uh-uh, you cannot do that. You can't have it for free. So I only did it in my stories, I think maybe twice, maybe three times. I I said, hey, I have a pilot course if you want to join. Um, and it sent them to a form and I asked them lots of questions and gosh, I can't even remember exactly the workflow of it. But in any case, I got, I think, 20 or so um, signups and they paid a small amount. They paid $40 to join my pilot course. But I told them um, that I would give the money back if they finished the course and you know, I gave them a date, like email me by this date and tell me what you learned. Um, I know that legally I can't ask them for a testimonial, but I kind of asked them if they would at least give me sort of some feedback and tell me what they learned or something like that. Um, so it's a live course mostly, and then they can watch the recording of it. And I, that was a learning experience too, just with all the tech and I had a friend come over and help me um, set up my background. And I have a pretty big bedroom, luckily, with a really nice light source. So I set up everything in there. And it was a Zoom meeting with about 10 people the first time, I think. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to record this. And and then I'll send it in in a Facebook group so that you guys can watch it. Um, anybody who can't be there can watch it. So I do this whole thing. It's like over an hour and I was sick that morning and it was just like nerve wracking. Right. And then I go to, uh, then the recording and it turned out I recorded the whole thing in gallery view so that it's just everybody's faces. And then me in a tiny box doing the demonstration. So that was a problem. And so I did it again. But I was better the second time and that recording worked. And then we had another and, you know, we do we do a lot of different exchanges on Facebook. It's been hard to get them really engaged, but um, it's getting better. And they're sending me photos that they've taken and telling me the things that they would like me to teach them more of, which is really helpful. And and also their photos are actually the most helpful. You know, they send me they send me the photos that they take after they've taken the course. And sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I failed, you know, because they are not doing what I tell them to do. So I'm realizing that I need to teach better. And I've never been a teacher really. So that's been hard. Um, But I'm, you know, coming at it with an open mind and learning. So let me, let me make sure I'm understanding the flow properly. So you, Started to build up some uh, following on Instagram and to sell this this live uh, you know pilot course, whatever you want to call it. You just did a couple of Instagram stories promoting it. They could apply. Did they have to pay to fill out the application or did that come after the application? I think that they paid after they filled out the application. I think it was, are you interested in the pilot course? And I didn't mention the price. This is what it was. I said, are you interested in the pilot course? Never said that it was free. Never said anything about the money. They filled out. And in that, in that form that I made on Google, I don't know what, it's like Google, Google Form. Forms. Yeah, Google Forms. I asked them tons of questions. And then um, I sent an email out to all those people that had filled out the form and said, here, here it is. It's $40, but, you know, on these conditions, you get your money back. And I think that I had about 100 people on that first list, and then only 20 people actually bought it. Meaning 100 people filled out the form, and then you sent out. So did you build like a quick little order form in Kajabi? How did you accept payment? Yeah, I did it in Kajabi. Okay. So once, see, that's that's what I'm saying about the, you know, the only true way to validate your course is the exchange of money because you had a hundred people interested yeah, yeah, and then you put a very compelling offer in front of them and you got a 20% conversion rate on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're getting their money back. And yeah, and they're potentially getting their money back. So was there, was there the understanding when you, when I went to apply for your program, was there the understanding that it would cost something no. or was there any implication that it was free? Oh, there was no implication that it was free. 
or that it cost anything. It was just no, yeah, not it was mentioned. Just, are you are you interested in my pile of course? And then they they filled that up. Okay, that that makes sense. So your pitch was um, forty dollars, and if you do these a few stipulations, then you'll get your money back at the end, full refund. And that that is the way that I like to do it because there's so many benefits to us as the creator to um, to executing a a boot camp like this. Uh, hopefully, you record them properly, and you can use them as a, a bonus inside your uh, course yeah. once it's available. Yeah, some of them. You know, I'm not actually worried about the course and and doing that. I it's it's easy for me to demonstrate how to do these um, sort of setups and. You know, obviously there's stuff that I'm learning along the way that I need to add, but, um, I can do that part. I think, um, do you have any re regrets about, you know, you said you wanted to do it free and I kind of talked you out of that. Do you have any regrets there? No, I don't Why because not? it's because what I'm realizing that it's even though they, they paid a lot of them are still ghosting. And I think that that would have been even worse if they hadn't paid. Um, I think it definitely would have been. Yeah, yeah. And that it, not only is that like a bummer for me to get the testimonials and to learn from them, but also just like in my heart, like all these people, I thought that they were so interested, and then they're just like, "Don't even take the course." Like, why? Why are they even here? And you know, I think I might have. It might have been sort of like a brain, a mind thing. It would have yeah. been a bummer that these people aren't serious. And I think that free stuff does attract um, not so serious buyers sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. When people pay, they pay attention. And um, I would, um, you know, if you were to do it again, I would like to see you charge even more next time. And I think that yeah. that alone could um, increase the overall participation. Um, but like I was saying, there's so many values to uh, benefits to you as the creator to to doing um to doing this and it sounds like you're learning a lot in the process if yeah. you had to do it over again what what is there anything you would change or do differently um i mean there's new things that i would teach for sure right away um what i was noticing was that the people who were taking my course weren't following certain instructions um and so I offered, I, we're on this Facebook group and I offered, Hey, who wants to do a live, um, FaceTime with me so I can help you find the light because a lot of people's light was really not good. And like three or four people took me up on that. And, um, I think maybe I would focus more on that in the beginning so that they could have more, have better results right away. Um, but I'm realizing that I really need to, uh, focus on that a lot about finding the light in people's homes for, for my course. Do you have any regrets on offering people a refund at the end? No, no, I, um, I'm good at like compartmentalizing money. It's not like I feel like that's my money and I have to give it back. Like it's, that's the money that basically sits there and then I give it back. So, um, no, not at all. I think um, I'm not sure who's going to take me up on it. Honestly, I bet some of the people who ghosted aren't even going to like are just going to let it go because forty dollars isn't really that much. So maybe right. I should have charged more. Really, mm -hmm. if they if I really wanted them to take it more seriously, I should have charged more, and then they would have been on me to give it back to them. But at least they would have been like present. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, because of the amount that you get few people even requesting it. The last time I did something like that personally for piano in 21 days, I charged a thousand dollars, big difference between that and 40. And my requirements were that people had to show up to all our meetings. We had 21 meetings and they had to do the homework I gave them each time. And I would know if they did the homework because I would kind of quiz them and, yeah. and have and more than quizzing. I would have them show me on the piano what they practiced yeah. and I could tell if they got better or not. Those, so those were the two stipulations. Um, to get your one thousand dollars back, and so that's even more than what you charge for your course. Yeah, I, I mean, I try. Well, yeah, I mean, my my full program is is nine ninety seven. Uh, in the funnel is two hundred dollars off, which is where most people buy it. So yeah, it's it's more than that, but it's a lot. It was a lot of my time to do that. 
but I'm just saying they were all very, very motivated to get their thousand bucks back. That's no small amount. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, especially with something like piano, um, that they want someone to hold them accountable. You know, my brother played piano when he was a kid and for years, when he was in his early 20s, he would like give my mom a really hard time for not making him practice more because he wished that he was a great piano player. <laughs> so, you know, there's that accountability part that I think people crave sometimes. Yeah, I think most people do well with accountability, um, depending on what we're trying to accomplish. And maybe the bigger the outcome, the, the more accountability is important. You know, a few years back, you were trying to increase your photog photography business. Sounds like accountability was really helpful for you there. And it sounds like some accountability with what you're doing now with um, helping people with their baby photos is, is certainly helpful too. So you're doing the boot camp. It sounds like it's a, it's, it's coming to an end now. Yeah. I mean, I gave them, I think uh, some of them don't have their babies yet. So some of them were pregnant. And so <laughs> it's kind of important prerequisite. Yeah. Um, no, it's good though, because they, they have plenty of time to learn everything. And then practice, you know, once their baby comes. But um, I gave them until I think it's not till the end of February to get everything, you know, to talk to me about how they did and then they can have their money back. But I'm feeling a little bit like it's kind of ongoing. And I post stuff in the in the Facebook group and I say, you know, is there anything else you guys want to learn? And people have been chiming in like, you know. I want to learn how to uh, basically get my baby to stop crying so that I can actually take the photo. So um, I'm responding with like, okay, how can I do that? And learning along the way. So it's kind of coming to an end, but I don't, I'm kind of leaving it open for a while. Yeah, that's great. So the live sessions are, are over. Yes, the live session. And then you're just leaving it open a little bit more to make sure you've given enough value and people can hang out with each other and ask questions a little bit longer. Yes, yeah. And uh, it's helping me get over like critiquing um, their work. It's been hard to, um, I want to be really encouraging to them. But at the same time, I want other people to learn from the mistakes that everybody's making. So. Um, I'm doing a lot of that uh, in the Facebook group. How different, if at all, is your course and course curriculum going to be for having been walking with these 20 people for the past few weeks? Uh, very different. I think also it has to do with the Instagram page and sort of learning what people are interested in. I mean, I know it's social media, so I can't really. Um, rely all on on that you know like for example i posted two reels in the last week of this baby in a basket and it looks very like boho theme and it's really popular people are like loving that whole scene and uh so i'm learning what people what like styles people are into um, that's not just from, you know, the boot camp, but just sort of like being on Instagram longer and seeing what people are, um, attracted to. And then a lot of people are sending me images, not even in the boot camp. They're sending me in my DMs. They're like, Hey, I learned so much from your page. Check out this photo that I took. And I can look at that photo and be like, okay, you learned everything. Or I can look at that photo and be like, okay, it looks like I need to work on like, there's this one thing that drives me nuts. And it, like, I'm trying to teach people how to make pro looking images. And I'm like, you have to use the stretchy fabric. So there's no wrinkles in your background. And that part people are not getting. So I'm learning a lot about what I really want to focus on in the course. Pull the stretchy thing tight, you know, for goodness sake, like make it look nice. <laughs> so, um, I'm learning a lot. What's been your favorite thing that's happened in this process so far? Is it, is it that where somebody's, reaching out to you, messaging you and saying, Hey, I've, I've been consuming your content and like, look at what I've been able to photograph because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's one thing I love the, getting the feedback from people. And I think one of my philosophies, um, all along and actually part of the reason why I got into school photography was that I really 
I like the idea of everybody in no matter what their economic or social background is having nice photos. And for the, for the schools, obviously it was that, you know, you want to, you want good self-esteem for, um, the babies. I, I just love the idea of documenting that time when, you know, they're so small and that time is so fleeting. You don't realize it until you have a baby. And a lot of these people are first time moms. So teaching them to do this like right away and having awesome photos right from the start. I think it's, um, it's awesome. I'm also sort of throwing in that you really need to take photos with you, you know, mom and baby photos or dad and baby photos. So, uh, yeah, I think it speaks to a lot of my philosophies about, um, taking pictures. It's also just funny to be on camera. Like I just feel like such a goof. And, um, I never thought like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm good on camera or, you know, I'm going to be like this video person, but like this video that went viral, it's like over a million people watched me walk across a room and like bend down and set up this whole thing. And it's just like, the idea of that is hilarious to me. So (laughs) that's all. You'll get you'll get more and more comfortable with that each time. It's still very early in the process for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's not that I'm uncomfortable. It's just that it's just a funny concept to me that, uh, you know, I consume a lot of content on Instagram. I was already kind of like an Instagram junkie. So um, just to think that I'm like one of those people is just funny. So you, you mentioned earlier that. Um, you you are scared of of this not working what the ramifications of that would be and so on i'm curious what your expectations are you started around you know really going at this let's say november 1st let's let's say you're you look up on november 1st of 2024 and you're a year into this what does success look like well I guess I haven't really I haven't put a number down and I know that that's important but I'm, this I this is such uncharted territory that it's hard for me to like come up with a specific number, but success for me would be replacing the money that I was making doing school photos. Um, and hopefully more, I mean, I sit down and dream with my husband all the time. I basically look just like flippantly say all the time. Okay. So when we're rich, um, we're going to have this deck around our hot tub and then we're going to put out, um, a bridge across to the, you know, we have like an acre in the back. And then, um, I think we should buy a house, like, like a cabin or something that's like not, not too far away that we can go to on the weekends. <laughs> so I, um, definitely am into the mindset of like, it is going to happen. It's just, you know, there's a little nagging feeling in the back that's, that I'm terrified about it, but, um, I don't lack confidence really. So, um, I think it's going to happen. But, you know, having coming on this podcast is uh, huge for me. Um, one of my goals was, you know, in the last, honestly, just like in the last few weeks to a month, I've been like, I wonder what I would say if I was on Shock's podcast. You know, I wonder, like, I should probably think about like my origin story. And <laughs> I uh, didn't think I would be on this soon. And it's not exactly, you know, what I had envisioned, but, um, my dream, I guess, is to uh, come back when I've been thoroughly successful. Million, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, um, the fact that that's that's even remotely on your goals to come on my podcast is amazing. And thank you for saying that. Um, I'm glad that it's it's been even remotely impactful to you and your story so far. But your you mentioned your confidence that is certainly one of the things that struck has struck me and continues to strike me is just how confident you are in general in yourself and in what you're doing and uh and that's one of the reasons that i certainly think this is going to be successful for you what are the what are the next steps like what does the next month look like for you in this business um i am going to write the course and it will be finished in the next month finished what does finished look like like all the videos are done it's in in kajabi or wherever you're putting it well i guess you know knowing me it'll never really feel finished i'll probably think that i can make it better um but i want to have a product to sell and i want it to be at least like 
you know, the bare minimum of what, um, what I'm thinking. You weren't on the, I was in the community call the other day without you. And I've, I've come up with like new ideas that I want to add. And everybody was like, Kate, slow down. You haven't even written your course yet. But I, you know, I have grand ideas, but um, I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to write the course. And I guess my next step is to make a webinar. So that's on my list for like the next few weeks. And yeah, I guess I'm not really worried about the actual, um, the actual course. I feel like I have a lot of content and, um, I have all the tech because I'm a photographer. So I have the cameras. I have, you know, I know how to use, uh, all the, the apps. I've been building my website for many years. So I think I can get through it pretty easily. Um, but the Kajabi thing, it's actually been a little bit hard to stay the course on Kajabi too, because I like having like tech stacks, I guess they're called, right? Where, you yes. know, one thing does better than the other. And I want to, I was like, I'm like, that doesn't actually look that good. I think that I could do better here. And what about the SEO on my, um, regular photography business? Like, can't I like somehow incorporate this into that? And so, um, but this, it's one of those things I've had to dial back my crazy mind and just be like, Kajabi has everything I need right now. Let's do it this way. So um, I'm, I'm going to stay on Kajabi. I'm going to do the webinar just like you tell me to. And then I'm going to build the course and then I can get creative after that. And I'm going to continue making silly reels. And That's great. Yeah, let's get revision one out there. Let's give revision one of the webinar out there, of the course out there, of the sales page out there, and so on. We can always, always, always iterate in terms of the content, in terms of videos, in terms of what software we're using. All of that can always be iterated, no problem. But let's get version one out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Sticking to it. I've got, before you go, I, I do have to selfishly ask... Um, because a lot of times I, most of the time I'm interviewing people that have succeeded with courses and, and maybe I'm meeting them for the first time, but you and I have been working together for a couple of months. Um, and so I'm sure people listening would be curious to hear from somebody on the inside of my coaching program on how it is. So for those listening, do you mind sharing a little bit of your thoughts on, on my coaching program? Sure. Um, I feel like I, there's so much out there that I didn't know and so much out there that I didn't know I didn't know about selling the course. Um, so it's been great. I am following the modules like I'm supposed to. Um, and it's a lot of information to take in, but it's easy to consume, you know, having it all in order, having it all there. Um, has been great. And, you know, I listened to Spencer Russell talk about how he would listen to your podcast and then he would write things down at the end of that. And I know that I could have probably done that too, but um, having it organized is way better way to go about it. And I think faster than um, trying to consume the content coming from all different places. I don't know, maybe if your mind works like that, you can, you can pull it off, but definitely not, not me. I need, um, someone to tell me what to do. Otherwise I get scattered. And I mean, I'm in front of a computer that has, you know, endless websites. I'm on Instagram, so I get distracted. So it's a really, it's been great having it all in one place. Cool. Thank, thank you for that. Yeah. And, um, and thanks so much for joining me uh, here. This has been great. It's been a fun change of pace uh, hearing the, the story kind of only a couple of months in, and I look forward to having you back, Kate. Absolutely. Once Let's say once you um once you're launched and you're and you're doing like five figures a month. Let's, okay. Let's come back on yes. and let's hear yes. let's let's it's hear gonna the happen. continuation of the story. I love that idea. Thank you. And thanks so much for having me. It's I'm super honored that you wanted to have me on, even though I haven't shown my success yet. <laughs> You've had some early successes and congratulations for that. Yeah, um, thank you. I'm uh, I'm honored that you wanted to come on. Yeah. So thank you for that, Kate, and thanks uh, thanks for being here today. Sure. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be seeing you soon. Thanks. Like I mentioned to Kate, my goal here was not to just make an hour long commercial for my program. I do think it's helpful though 
to hear from someone on the inside. So that was certainly part of my motivation for having Kate on. And so if you're interested in learning more about my coaching programs, head to oc.show slash coaching. We have my Genesis program, which Kate is in, where I guide beginners to setting up their first course business. And then there's also my next level coaching program. That's for established course creators looking to scale. Once again, that's oc.show slash coaching. If you want to see more of what Kate is up to and what she's doing, maybe check out some of those viral videos she talked about for some motivation. Her Instagram handle is DIY underscore baby underscore photography. And of course, you can find all of the links and other notes from today's episode by going to oc.show slash 218. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to take action on what you've heard today. I'm rooting for you.